Welcome to the New Reality Show, where you can call in live for laser coaching and engage in Q&A with doctors Art Emrich and Christina Winsey. Discover how to master the power of your mind, body, and spiritual energies. Get empowered to create your new reality for more happiness, well-being, and success. Hello, Dr. Art. Hello again, Dr. Chris. Good to be with you again on another Friday. As always, always one of my favorite highlights of the week. It's nice to end the week with a, a show. It really is. Good, yes. good planning. Yeah. And welcome to our listeners and uh, definitely a welcome and a gratitude to our subscribers. Um, You're listening to New Reality Solutions. This is a live call-in talk show, and we are so happy that you're here tonight because we will be talking with a TEDx speaker, best-selling author, uh, Eliana Gilad. I hope I'm saying that right. Uh, Her book is Emerge Triumphant, Thrive Through Uncertainty. So stay tuned because she'll be on shortly. Um, But she'll be sharing this very timely topic, uh, powerful solutions that she had to discover herself and wait till you hear her story. It's pretty incredible. So um, the reason we started this show is because, and those of you who have been with us for a while, you know that we really believe in providing solutions to many, many people, not just the one-on-one clients we have in our office. And we wanted to help people in this very, very turbulent, very, very stressful time that everyone has been going through for several years now. And anxiety is up, stress is up. We just had... um, We just talked to a parenting expert who said that anxiety in children is way, way off the charts up. Yeah. So um, we really want to have people learn how to deal with stress, deal with anxiety, deal with PTSD, all kinds of issues. And we are in uncertain times. So Eliana's book and her, her whole philosophy is very, very timely. But first, um, if you would like to call in, we invite you to do so because you can talk to our guest or you can get laser coaching or join the conversation with Art and myself. And uh, the phone number in the United States is toll free 1-888-627-6008. And in, uh, if you're outside the U.S., you would dial one 323 7444831. So with that, um Dr. Art, is there anything you want to say as an introduction? I just want to give a shout out to our um people who donate to us uh, as little as 2.99 a week, which is 75 cents a show. How we think that um That's a bargain. You're, guar- <laughs> you're guaranteeing that it's worth more than that. Um and um, people pay us thousands of dollars to help them with these problems. And so you're getting a, a little peek into the, um, the, the part of our practice that we have um, been collecting for you for over 30 years, 40 years each. So we, we really uh, wanted to bring some of those uh, solutions 
that have worked well for other people uh, to you uh, without having uh, to be a formal client or come in the office or do Zoom uh, meetings with us and, uh, and give you the benefit of uh, what we've learned from our clients and from our education, training experience and everything. And so we're hoping that uh, you find it interesting and uh, rewarding to make your life better. Absolutely. So, you know, that's the perfect segue to your tip of the week, Dr. Art. And by the way, at the end of the show, we will provide our email. If you would like Dr. Art's tip of the week, um, then we will be happy. Just send us an email and say, I want Dr. Art's tip. So with that, go ahead, Dr. Art. Okay. In keeping with our one word topic, uh, as, uh, the, um, the word of this week is multitasking. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can see where the little arrow is. My one word advice is stop. <laughs> if you know about <laughs> Bob Newhart, uh, uh, psychological uh, solutions to problems, stop it. Um, th- the truth is you have uh, two minds. Um, And your conscious mind is able to be aware of, as you can see, of only one thing at a time. Now, it's really good um, at making decisions. It's very slow. It wants to understand things, which is good. And it it makes choices and things like that. But it's not good at jumping back and forth from one task to another. Now, a lot of people say, well, I can multitask, I'm sure, because I can walk and chew gum at the same time. (laughs) And that's very true. And both of those you do unconsciously. Um, So that's not a conscious process. You learned to to, uh, uh, walk a long time ago. You learned to chew gum even earlier than that. And so um, it's not something you do consciously. So um, the idea is that um, if you do one thing, do it well, finish it, or get to a logical stopping point, and then switch over and do something else. But this jumping back and forth is very inefficient. And some somebody's, uh, as you see it, uh, described multitasking as messing up a lot of things in a short period of time. <laughs> so we're not able to give our full attention to something as we're going faster than the conscious mind is able to go. And so it's just not good to use it that way. Unconscious mind, fortunately for us, we have over 50 trillion cells in our body. It's on a first name basis with all of them. In the background, it's breathing our bodies. It's adjusting our temperature. It's beating our heart. It's blinking our eyes. Um, It's uh, running all of our systems simultaneously in the background, no input from us. That's the true multitasker right there. But the conscious mind, the one that we do when we're doing tasks, that is a conscious process and it's not designed to go that fast. So pick something, do it, finish it, then do something else. Okay, multitasking. Stop doing it. (laughs) Stop doing it. And you know, this this is also why don't text and drive. You can't yeah. possibly, you know, can't, yeah. can't do those. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I know we all think we're Superman, Superwoman, but um, we just aren't. <laughs> if you really want to practice and you can get one eye on the road and one eye on your screen and you can maintain that, maybe it's okay. <laughs> but until you can do that, you've got to have both eyes at the same place. Then 
don't don't try to multitask with driving text because it it's not a good way to use your time and energy and your life really yes well it's very dangerous so well good tip of the week dr art And with that, I want to bring on our guest. So let me get to her wonderful bio. Eliana Gilad, Gilad, Eliana, when you come on, I hope you'll correct me, is a two-time TEDx presenter, motivational speaker, healing voice mentor, therapeutic singing trainer, composer, performer, and founder of Voices of Eden, Ancient Wisdom and Healing Music Institute. Born in the United States, Eliana left for France in 1991 and then moved to Israel in 1994, where she had um, she held herself at peace despite bombings during three Middle East wars using healing, empowering techniques she now teaches. Eliana has dedicated her life to reviving the conscious use of voice and rhythm as natural healing instruments as they were used in ancient matriarchal times. This wordless healing sound modality helps people find their authentic voices and connect to their inner calm in the midst of change. It has been clinically researched in a neonatal intensive care unit where it was proven to lower blood pressure and heart rate, increase focus, and improve the quality of sleep. Through her institute, Eliana researches and teaches the principles of thriving through uncertainty via online trainings and live retreats. She certifies healing professionals in the therapeutic singing model that is clinically proven to reduce anxiety and sets them up to use their creativity and charge for it. Her new international bestseller, Emerge Triumphant, Thrive Through Uncertainty, helps readers understand that when they give their inner voice the ability to power to shine and power to shine, limiting barriers can be broken and people can become their own leaders, opening themselves up to a world of new possibilities. Welcome, Eliana. Thank you so much. Wow. (laughs) Wow. That was, thank you, God. (laughs) Which brings me to my name immediately. It's Gilad. And and yeah, thank God. Uh, My name is Hebrew. Me in, you'll always remember my name, all of you listening. My Eliana means my higher power answered me and Gilad means eternal joy. So whenever you're calling me, you're calling to yourself. It's the oh. it's not personality here. Oh, I love that. I love That's that. Great. Yeah. Well, welcome to the show. We're so excited to have you. I'm really, really happy to be here. Yeah. Absolutely. So we're going to, of course, ask you to tell us your story. All right. Well, you know what I would love? What is it that you specifically would like to know? One of the things that we promise our listeners and, and viewers is that you will hear some conceptual material. You know, here's how things work or here's what happened and and uh, some facts. But um, built on that is, therefore, here are some practices that you can take away from this program that will immediately improve your life. And then secondarily, and uh, here's a way to get in touch with me for a freebie of some kind. And so that's kind of what we promise our listeners and viewers. 
And so what we would like to know is um, if we ask you the perfect question to get you started, to tell us everything you know about everything, what would that question be? <laughs> well, uh, it, it, the, the, uh, it, it's responding the way you did. Because I really, I, I intentionally asked that question and I can already, you know, I can already respond by yeah. showing up, you know, in, I, I hope that the way I'm showing up is, you know, to, will be sufficient for you because oh, sure I don't have any intention of, you know, I'm on a whole media tour. And so the first question is always tell us about yourself. And if you listen, to 10, if you listen to 10 podcasts, right, <laughs> you hear that same question. Yeah. And I really, I really appreciated uh, Dr. Art, what you shared and, and Dr. Christina, how you opened and, you know, and what you're doing here in your show. And if there's anything that is uh, more important for you than anything else, even before you go to multitask, why are you multitasking? Yeah. Because <laughs> you think you have to do more because then you'll be okay? No. No. Fine no. as you are. Yes. <laughs> and and you know, and you're enough. And uh, you know, we could stop the interview right now. You're enough. Uh, <laughs> there's nothing outside of you you really need to learn. And I would say, you know, <laughs> stop and uh, dare, dare, listen, dare respect yourself enough to listen yeah. to yourself and, and listen and hear what your voice inside is telling you. Because if you will dare to stop long enough and listen, then you can receive the answer to any question 24 seven, you know, you don't even need a Wi-Fi connection, any question. Cause it's right. It's right where we are and that's the crux of my story basically I mean I could I I have fun telling stories too but I I am not a I'm a former CBS broadcaster and the whole reason I'm here I'm using I'm I'm using my voice for constructive purposes and media for constructive purposes and and uh, not 15 second sound bites to sound, you know, all pretty and politically correct, you know, <laughs> on whatever, you know, whatever spectrum we are, just to be real. It's like, imagine, imagine a world where, you know, where not just imagine, I mean, how I show up is real, raw, imperfect, um, in the present moment, you know, except when I'm futurizing or, you know, <laughs> worrying about the past <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or the future. <laughs> well, okay. So this brings up a question that I have, which is, you know, first of all, we know that we live in a very noisy world. We are bombarded all the time. So listening is not something we're really taught to do. We're taught to be distracted constantly. Yeah. And so, what what is it about your methods that helps people because i believe fully in the creative arts uh i'm a singer and and i know that the voice is a very powerful people chant uh you know you think about even um uh, uh indigenous groups that do dances and sing and 
uh, have chants. Um, it's drumming. It's like drumming. Yeah. yeah. So um, talk about your your methods and maybe some way that people can become more present, become more listeners. Right. Right. That's a wonderful question. Thank you. Um, well, I love that about the yeah, indigenous. Thank goodness for the indigenous people, because the indigenous people ha- are holding remnants of the ancient. Because the indigenous and the you know in, in ancient times and you know certainly and outside of the Western world, still some places today, the uh, teaching goes on through through a mentor. It's not written down. It's not cognitive. Right. It, it's passed down. And I myself am member of the Levite tribe on both my mom's side and my dad's side. So this is an unbroken lineage for thousands of years. Now, my mother and father did not go, we are your elders and here are the, (laughs) no, 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 anything but that. But I was told, I remember, you know, and this has nothing to do with a religion or a dogma or or a thought pattern. It's a... Um, a way of being, it's an energetic, it's a, um, it's a feminine approach where it, in, I've devoted my life and my career, as it were, to the resurgence of this ancient feminine way that was practiced in pre-biblical times in the Near East. Now, how do you prove something like that mm-hmm. in a modern world where we prove things by, um, you know, by scientific means or, you know, by, by cognitive means, which is why when the Intifada, when the first war broke out that you know, I was living in Israel, I actually went to the hospital near me to, I'd had enough success on the ground with this stuff but I didn't know what to I didn't know what to do with it Hmm. and you know when you're in that situation like we are today of you know that everything is breaking down and you know maybe there's something you've got something inside of you that's nudging you but it makes no sense and you have no words for it and you can't make sense of it but you know you you know you got to act differently but all you know is how you've been, but you know, how you've been doesn't work. And what's coming is not there yet. Like, how do you, how do you show up? And um, well, let's see, that was in 2000. Where are we now? 22. So this is what now we're talking about 22 years ago. Um, so I'm living in Israel and, you know, I'm thinking like, what do I, what is this? I didn't have words for it. I just was putting one foot in front of the next and daring to listen. It's that simple. It's that simple. Listening and listening and respecting what I hear and daring to act upon it, which gave me the courage to take one more step, which then gave me the confidence to take another action. And at that point, uh, I don't know, you know, maybe I need to go back to, you know, like academia and get an advanced degree or something, you know, like what, you know, what, what is this and how, you know, how am I going to be of service with this? So I meet with, uh, I made an appointment with my professor who's the head of uh, 
music research at Hebrew University in Jerusalem. And I go, Edwin, like, and I'm thinking, you know, what, like, what do I do? Because he knew, I mean, he knew me. He goes, Ellie and I, you don't have, you know, you don't have anything to look in academia. You're not going to find anything, you know, and you're not going to find anything in singing and you're not going to find anything in drumming. You're a pioneer. You, you're following, you're, you're being guided by something from within. So you're just going to have to keep doing that and put one foot in front of the next. I'm like, thanks a lot. You know, it was kind of a backhanded compliment because on one hand, it's like, okay, I'm not nuts. You know, my esteemed professor is not going, you are full of, you know. Uh, but on the other hand, you know, I was hoping he'd go, go meet with so-and-so and, you know, go follow this path. And if you follow this path, then you'll get to why destination. That's what I was wanting. You know, that's what my mind was wanting, but he didn't give it to me. And then to add insult to injury the next week, <laughs> I'm presenting at this healing music conference in Galilee and war breaks out and, and, you know, the roads, shut down and we get sequestered we get shut down in the forest it was in a nature setting we get shut down locked down in the forest for two days and two nights now remember this is in 2000 this is before internet there's no television there are no cell phones there's no communication with the outside world plus it happens to be located next to the biblical site of Armageddon. It's a real <laughs> place, guys. <laughs> and I'm thinking, geez, you know, like, is the world coming to an end? Yeah. You know, I, I didn't say it to anybody, you know, but secretly, that's what I, you know, that's what I was thinking. I mean, I didn't know what to expect. And, you know, and then I was practicing these tools um, and it took two days to get home. And when, and what gave me the courage to act in the end was when I turned on the radio and then I heard, you know, what, you know, what was going on. One thing became so clear that if I react, I'm going to be contributing to the problem in my own, in my own small way, but my own small way is huge. Because I don't have control what happens outside of me, but I have all the control in the world of how I respond. I might pretend like I don't, you know, and, and, you know, I'd be a lot more popular if I were, you know, reacting because that's how most of us, you know, operate. But that was so clear to me. And, you know, so what do I do? I had no idea. So I didn't do anything. (laughs) It's like, I don't know, but I just kept listening and it was excruciating. I think that's why we don't stop this kind of a long winded answer, but I think that's why we don't stop because on an interview yesterday, the woman said, well, yeah, she said, it's the silence that kills me. She goes, because when I'm in the silence, then I'm remembering my mom Mm. telling me get busy or or something, you know, it was like her old wounding when she was silent. I thought that is brilliant. That is so true. Isn't it? Like we don't stop because when we stop, then the caca will come up and the caca is there. Yeah. When you're running and you're doing, you know, like Dr. Art spoke of so brilliantly, you know, when you're multitasking and you know, you're doing this and you're doing that. Why do we do that? 
you know, we do it to stay busy so we don't have to meet the deeper angst that's going on. But the, I've always felt that I think one of my secret sauces is I've always said, okay, God, give me my, you know what, on a silver platter. That's the easy way. It's not the fun, you know, it's not the, not that it's the simple way. It's not the easy way. But why would I go life in, life out, living on the surface and out, you know, that seemed, that just never made sense to me. And I thought, okay, well, if I have my cock on a silver platter, well, then there's something, you know, when I'm accountable to that, then there is, then I have, uh, then I have control because I can make a choice. You know, I'm accountable in the present moment to, to how I choose. Mm-hmm. You know, there lies our sovereignty. Yeah. So if someone is really a beginner at this, I mean, if this is a new concept to someone, um, what's the very first thing you would tell them to do? Stop. To stop. Slow down, stop, be. And listen, yeah. And listen. Yeah, I mean, it really is simple. It's, you know, not, it really is not rocket science. Mm-hmm. And, and also, uh, stop looking outside yourself for the answer because it's not there. That's the ticket to hell. Absolutely. I'd, I'd like a little to jump way down into the weeds. I'd like some your advice or your your response to an experience I had um, as a hypnotist. I'm fascinated with sound and voice and how to how to use voice in mm-hmm. in different ways. And I had an out of body experience one time where I went soaring out uh, past the sun. Uh, I saw the whole. Uh, solar system just shrink down and disappear and I'm tumbling head over heels and uh, it was the, visually one of the most beautiful experiences I've ever had there were there were all kind of um, galactic things going on and exploding uh, stars and things like that but but more importantly to me was the sound and it was not almost that I didn't just hear it. I felt it. It, it vibrated mm-hmm. every cell in my body. And mm-hmm. I'll try to reproduce as, as good as I am able to remember it. And is there anything about this sound that is um, special, I guess, would be the question. Well, you're so fortunate that you've okay. Oh, me too. I, I just love that. So the sound that I was feeling and hearing was like a very deep electrical um, like hum. A yeah, like a yeah. like a vibration. It's yeah, like that, and it just it never stopped. And somebody told me that's the ohm of the universe. And if it ever did stop, the whole system would come apart at the seams. I don't, I don't know about that, but anyway, I just wonder: is that a, a, a tone or a sound that is common to other? Uh, disciplines or other uh, experiences of life or well here you're gonna, you're gonna love this response okay <laughs> this is gonna this is gonna calm it and clarify it for once and all right hopefully I don't know hopefully it will all right so so you know how um 
the essence of all matter of the atom is vibratory, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. All energy, all vibrating. Everything vibrates. Mm-hmm. Right? And so vibration is the essence of all matter. Vibration, you know, the sound, that's the first manifestation from the spirit to the physical. We can sculpt sound waves. Mm-hmm. We can't see them. That's light. Light comes afterwards. Light, comes light is denser. And it, yeah, it's like a, it's a, and so when you connect to the source of the sound behind the sound, you know, to the vibration, which sounds like you, that's what you experienced, mm-hmm. right? It's not like, can you notice how even what you physically enunciate, what you cognitively enunciated does not even approximate? The not depth. even close. Right. Because it, this thing vibrated every cell in my body. Exactly, because it is, it is your body. Okay. It's another paradigm. And the, and the mind cannot grasp it. Hmm. Can't. Mind is cognitive. You know, it takes us, it takes us, Two years, right? I mean, you guys know better than me, you know, two years to, you know, for a child to, you know, for us to learn language. That's right. cognitive. We don't come in with that. And, right. yet our, and yet our ears are the first manifestation. Uh, excuse me. Our ears are our first appendage fully formed at, thir- at 16 weeks in utero. Hmm. What the fetus is hearing in utero, and I was brought, I was uh, uh, hired to do a presentation to research this. It was so interesting. Um, like, what does they they wanted me to present on? So, what is the <coughs> excuse me? What is the baby hearing when it's going from the fetus through the birth canal and coming into? Is that? that is so cool never really thought about that you know and it's not something that the mind can grasp and you're moving out of the water world into the air world and there's got to be a tremendous shift in what sounds huge because and that's why i chose neonates to research because neonates they're still in the incubation stage they're like in the preformed stage but they're already out of the womb so it's a really great opportunity. Like you can test things out in that kind of environment. Yeah. And, you know, when we're like an ear, we need a conduit to hear, you know, and on earth we're hearing by air and womb, we're hearing through water and water is a conduit that's four times more powerful than air is. So imagine that, you know, baby is hearing you know kind of like when you're i just went swimming muffled muffled you know it yeah the muffles outside so you know people are there it's so funny i i had that experience right now i was swimming and there were a lot of kids in the pool you know they were kind of jumping around and and i swim under the water and i don't swim with goggles i love because i love that experience of being in the water and letting the sonar guide me it's just so it's so 
this is also beginners. If you're good at summertime, go underwater and just start listening. It's if you will start listening. Oh my, you will learn. You are so wise. You are so smart. You are so powerful. You are so amazing. You are fine. There's nothing wrong with you. <laughs> there is nothing wrong with you. You're just fine. Just stop looking to where the answers aren't. Because that's what makes us sick. Yeah. So, so going back to my experience, are you saying that I was hearing the sound of my own body? Is that what was well, what I was you hearing? Were, or you were resonating. You were, it sounds like you were resonating with the, you know, you were at one with the whole cosmos. The whole cosmos, when, yeah. And, you know, and when you connect to that place, you really, you know, and from what you describe of what you saw, too, it's like you were, you know, it sounds like you were... Um, Uh, experiencing is the word that, but that's not what I want to say. You were imbibing or uh, upholding or transcending. No, no, I, I'm going to stop thinking about it because I'm not, it's not going to come here. Now I'm modeling this approach in real time, folks. Uh, okay. If I try and get it, I'm already, it, it's not going to come because I'm already tr- thinking. And the think whole problem it. is we think. We get so busy in our minds. Um, uh, behold, there it is. Let go of wanting to know and then it'll come. Beholding. You were like beholding. You were like beholding the, you know, the beauty of the cosmos, the, the power of it. You know, you were like, holding the entire power of the cosmos in your old hand, in your, your whole hands, proverbially, because you were beyond your body, which right. includes the body, but we're not these bodies. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm kind of getting, you know, like, you know, this is not, this is, I don't mean to be woo woo. And, you know, and I'm conscious, this isn't your 32nd soundbite things, but I don't care. That's why I'm on this media tour to bring this kind of this kind of communication. I hope it's okay. Is it okay? It's with just you? fine. Absolutely. It's just fine. Bring as and many I mean, new awarenesses as you want to is fine. Absolutely. Well, I need to do a quick station break for anyone who has just recently joined us. You're listening to New Reality Solutions, and they really are new reality. Um, and we are talking with TEDx speaker and author Eliana Gilad. Yes. yes okay, got it. And uh, especially about her techniques and uh, in thriving in, in uncertainty and emerging triumphant. Um, so uh, if you'd like to call in, if you'd like to talk to our guest, or if you'd like to talk to myself or Dr. Art, you can dial toll-free in the United States, 1-888-627-6008. And if you're outside the U.S., you can dial toll-free, I'm sorry, you can dial direct, 1-323-744-4831. And with that, I just want to say, Eliana, um, so your book is Thrive in Uncertainty. Mm -hmm. And we've been talking about a lot of concepts um, or about specifically listening, stopping, 
going within. How does that help people thrive in uncertainty? We're in uncertain times. Um, why did you write the book? Why are you on this media tour? What What is the message that you want to get out? Because um, that's really, it, it. this is just such a tough time in life for people of all ages. Yeah, great question. Why am I on this media tour? Uh, it's a full circle from 30 years ago when I was a broadcaster for the 1992 Olympic Games. If you watch, if you were in the United States and you were one of, this is now, this is wonderful because podcasting can be worldwide, but this was primetime television on CBS television, which was broadcast from France to 60 million American viewers. If you are American and you were around at that time and you were watching the Olympics, it was my voice that you were listening to and watching. And I had already thrown away my television set. I didn't dare say that when I was hired by CBS, but that was true. I was quite conscious 30 years ago that I was being brought to the Olympics for a good news story. I was conscious that my voice was being used as an inst- as a constructive instrument. I didn't have words for that at that point, but I was positioned next to the gentleman who read the wire services in, you know, in 1992, there was not internet, you know, we were not operating like we're operating today. And he had a little box and he read the wire services and every day he'd go, you wouldn't believe, listen what happened. And after a while I got enough uh, courage to answer. I said, well, I actually do know what's in there. I said, I might be working here, but I threw away my television set because of what's in there. I want to be the main actor in my life. Mm. He goes, are you from the moon? He goes, tell me what? I said, war, rape, pillage. Good news is a ceasefire. It's the same story all around the world. Only the places change, the names change, the flavor changes. But it's the same story of fear, war, rape, pillage. He goes, you are from the moon. Let's look. And we did. And it was so. It became this dirty joke. He goes, I swear I'm going to find you your good news story. And of course, he never did. And I prayed to use my voice for a higher purpose. Fast forward another year. I'm getting, you know, working for a living. And and I always knew since I was a little girl that each of us, part of the game of life is to discover why we're here and share that. And that that's a big part of our joy and our happiness, you know, and a healthy life. And for the first 35 years of my life, you know, that was always in the bad, what what am I doing? What am I doing? And it drove me crazy. So a year later after CBS, it was, I'm living in France at that point and it's New Year's and um, I decide I'm not going to work anymore just for the money. What? You're going to die. What? What's fake? You can buy bread in the marketplace. And, and I was on this do or die mission. I said, but you know what? I'm, re- I'm willing to die because it just, it, it, it was, I was so depressed inside. You know, hindsight's 2020. I was just in such 
angst. It was this existential angst because I knew I wasn't living right. I, I knew there was something, some way for me to show up. And I wasn't doing that. I was, I looked great from the outside, got along just fine. But between me and me, I secretly felt, I felt like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. You know that? Mm -hmm. You know, and I didn't have words for that either, but it was so excruciating for me. I was willing to die. I was willing to, you know, do or die. So I said, you know, okay, for my New Year's resolution, I am not going to take work anymore just for the money. It's like, I got to have the bells got to be ringing. God, you know, I will take this test. I have learned my lessons in life well, but they've been like through just a lot of pain. And I don't want to live that way anymore. And if they say when man does his, you know, his own or, you know, person does their own, then good things happen. So how come that's not happening with me? I need to know why, you know, why I'm here. And if the bell doesn't ring, I'm not taking the work. I'm not doing it. And I said no enough times that I didn't eat for two days because I ran out of money. And I really was on a do or die mission. But I had this metro card so I could ride around in the trains of Paris. And I heard about this spiritual support group for creativity. And I thought, oh, I'll go there and imbibe inspiration I don't know you know I something's got to give and on the way from the train to the meeting place I remembered that everybody was supposed to bring some art or something creative to share and I was a yuppie on the spiritual path you know CBS and communications I was you know I didn't have anything and I remembered this Hebrew spiritual from my childhood said you know if I have to I'll sing that, but I'm not going to have to sing that because I'm going to sit in the corner and imbibe inspiration. That's it, you know, and I get to the meeting place and they're sitting in this big circle. And so I said at the end, please, 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 you know, just have the time end before it's my turn. Nah, my turn came. I was like the last person and I, sh- and, and I sang this spiritual and <laughs> there was focus in the room. And afterwards I shared what I was you know, that I hadn't eaten and I'm on this do or die mission and, and, um, and don't offer me jobs. That's not the issue. You know, like why I need my answer. That's my name, Eliana. That's why my name is Eliana. Um, and this man, I said, if they're really, I, I'm, I'm walking my talk. I'm walking in faith, but if there really is a higher power, I got to have my answer and I got to have it now. I haven't eaten in two days. I need it. (laughs) This man comes up to me. He goes, your voice speaks and you have work to do with your voice. And he puts his hand in his jeans pocket. He takes out this crumpled piece of paper and on it, he writes two train stations. He goes, tomorrow morning, you go to Don Ferrochevaux. That's the name of the train station. And you get on the RERB line. He had like this very clear prescription of what I needed to do and he said you get on the train and you sing what you just sang because the people on that train need to hear it I'm like the man nuts you know if I'm not gonna (laughs) I'm certainly not gonna get on a train what will they say in LA what am I a bag lady you know and so you know but the bell rang you know and there was another voice going miss spiritual Miss Courageous, you know, you say you haven't eaten in two days, but now, you know, it's like here the bell's ringing. Are you going to follow through? And I didn't know whether I had the courage. I went home, went to sleep. 
And I found myself, the body woke up in the morning. I'm like, going to the train station. People are getting on the train. I am not going on that train. No way. No. What will they think of me? What will they say? You know, and the doors close. And at the last minute, I find myself pushing the doors open like superwoman. I jump on the train and everybody's sitting there, you know, no, no cell phones during those days, folks, you know, papers, books. And I find myself saying, good morning. I have a small song to start off the day on the right foot in, in French. And I start singing this Hebrew spiritual and I watch the books and the papers come down, you know, and at the end of the, of the spiritual, there's like, again, there's this silence you could cut with the knife, but this time, because they're waiting for me to bust. And I go, so help me God, either you answer me like, right now or I will die on the spot the choice is yours but I'm not here to busk (laughs) and what came out of my mouth was I'm not here to busk and if I'm here to ask you for something it's that you do something kind for yourself that you really just allow yourself to be yourself give yourself a break and be kind to you not somebody else you and if somebody here actually will do that, oh my God, I've given big time. And I find myself walking up and down the aisle, looking everybody in the eyes, which is not acceptable in Europe. <laughs> in, or, you know, in Paris, in, you don't smile in public. It, it's everybody keeps to your, it's appropriate to keep your privacy, your little space. And I'm going, have a good day. <laughs> like, push money in my hands and I had brought no hat I had no purse no pockets I was wearing this long dress I made this pocket out of my fabric and I left that train and for the first time in my life I knew beyond a shadow of a doubt that I had contributed to this world because the story of CBS it's the same way that I broadcast those voiceovers Mm-hmm. But that's a very sexy story, you know, ego, you know, we love television, you know, it sounds great. But this singing on a train, you know, didn't sound great. It was like, you know, like the biggest lose, you know, like what I would think would be the biggest losing streak, you know, ever. And yet, I didn't care. I knew I had succeeded with me. And it was you know, that place that was the angst for 35 years, it just, it, it quieted me. And I didn't need, I was sated. I didn't need anyone, anything. And at the end of that week, I was offered a cushy job, you know, very nice job, you know, with all the benefits. And I had to uh, you know, I had to decide whether I was going to accept it or not, because if I would accept it, I would have to stop singing on the trains. Oh. And I realized then that my role was actually through the music, that the point wasn't the music, the point wasn't the voice, the point was stopping, the point was having a container that you could, that through the music to to uh, allow for a space where people could stop and connect with themselves in a safe way to listen to themselves because if we'll only dare to do that 
then we can, you know, find our answers to any question we have 24-7. And if we dare act upon that, it'll take us to good places. And so I turned down the job and I sang on those trains every day, six days a week, 12 trains a day. At the end of the year, 144,000 people I reached to and a bazillion and one amazing stories that people said, oh my God, that's a movie, that's a book. You got to write those down. And I go, I will one day. And so, you know, the books and this media tour. Oh, and the second part was that you're to use media for constructive purposes. And that's that's why I'm doing this media tour. Uh And and Emerge Triumphant Triumphant is... it's an enhanced version, an expanded version of my last book, which is Miriam's Secret, Revealing the Ancient Wisdom of Feminine Leadership, which brings out these ancient tools and these ancient ways. They're you know, very simple tools that, that allow you to remain calm and effective you know, amidst change, like how to live in that gap place where nothing makes sense. Mm-hmm. And... Um, the bringing out of this book is that given lockdown, thank God I lived through bombs dropping in three wars. It really taught me how to, you know, I chose not to run. I thought if the body's going to leave, you know, it's like, I can't control it, you know, and we had just been on the other side of the research. I thought, well, you know, it's not when everything's going well, that's our, the test of our metal, but when, you know, when the, when the proverbial caca is hitting the fan, that's, you know, that's the real test. Mm-hmm. And there's, I have so many stories, so many stories. And like, it's so interesting. I'm, mm, this I think is interview number 13 or 14. We have another 14 booked. We're waiting for, you know, for several others haven't been booked yet. And I, I'm feeling on the train again. It is so, it's like everyone is so different. That's why I started the interview as I did. Yeah. You know, and well, we're glad you got on our train there. That was really, <laughs> that was really good, good for us. And it, could, could you say a little bit more about Miriam? She sounds like a, a very important uh, role model uh, for you. What, what, what is that about? You yeah, think? well, Miriam is the archetype of feminine leadership. It's, mm-hmm. uh, have you heard of Moses? Yeah, I've heard that name before, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right? I'll ask a group from 10 people to, you know, 5,000. How many people have heard of Miriam? 10% raise their hand. Mm. How many people have heard of Moses? You know, 80, 90, if you're in the Western world, you know. Yeah. Miriam is Moses's older sister. It's she who prophesied his birth. It's mm. through her leadership that we were able to come through. But feminine leadership doesn't need readings. It doesn't say, I'm the leader. It's a whole nother paradigm. Mm. And if she were a prophetess, you know, in those ancient times, we were living according to matriarchal worldview. So it's, it's kind of hard to, you know, to understand it, mm-hmm. but no, but, and, um, you know, the ancient 
text. I've been like, my, my job over the years has been kind of like a, a mix between a Sherlock Holmes and, uh, you know, like putting the pieces of a puzzle back together. All of the stuff is there in plain sight and her brilliance. It's, she's the one who, you know, if you saw the Charlton Heston movie, you know, the Ten Commandments or, or the Disney movie of, you know, the Prince, you know, that, that movie, the one who goes down to the Nile, the bulrushes, that's Miriam. But no one knows who she, you know, it's like no one ever pays attention to her. And I believe that that's part of her power because she wielded such power that she, that through that approach was able to uh, usher, I don't know the word, you know, to safeguard Mm -hmm. these tools, safeguard these ways that otherwise would have been totally destroyed Mm. in such a way that nobody's going to see or they go undercover and, you know, with other things. But to me, it's like, it's like, and my job has been between, you know, between archaeology and ancient texts and the hieroglyphics and just, you know, and, and from direct inner perception, but then proving it out. That's why, that's why I went to the hospital. You know, I go, okay, if I'm really, if I'm full of caca myself, then nothing's going to prove out. And then I'll go back to the States. I won't ask any more questions. And if what I know to be true is true, then it will, it will, it will pan out in the research. And, you know, we did, it was a three year fully funded research. And at the end of the three years, then I went back. So what, so what did I do consistently week in, week out that resulted in, you know, in the, you know, in the reduced anxiety, you know, in the lowered blood pressure, lowered heart rate, you know, increased quality of sleep, blah, 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 blah. And I found that there were kind of like three things. And I didn't see, it's not that I learned this and then I follow your way and then it will work. What can people do to make themselves, you know, so what did you do? I didn't. I mean, I didn't have anything. It's so much easier because now people can learn, but it isn't about the thing. It's connecting to yourself. And I really learned it on our first day and the, you know, the first day of the research, it's like, you know, an intensive care unit is so noisy. It's like a neonatal intensive care unit. In addition, you got moms who are, you know, they have their bottles and they're bringing them in. So you got the doctors and the nurses and the moms are your. We're out of time. Out of time. So I'll just, I'll just finish this saying that um, it's the, the first thing was the silence. If, if we would have started without that, there would be no results. Mm-hmm. And if you want the, you know, if you want to learn more about this, you asked about a free gift. I have a free, yes. I have a free workshop. Yes, Thomas is going to show it on the screen for us. Oh, good. Okay. Oh, fantastic. Mm-hmm. Please tell us about it. Yeah. Well, so so you know, it's 
this is a very timely subject and the and the book reached number one bestseller within in six different categories within 24 hours of its launch and as a celebration of that for you know for my community i made a free workshop in in celebration but that was so amazing that uh, why should i just limit it to that so i created a workshop that anyone could take to have an experience of this because it's not something as you notice when i'm speaking it's it's not cognitive it's more something that you experience Absolutely. And so this is a free workshop uh, that they can go to emergetriumphantnow.com and uh, they can sign up and uh, access it and get the benefits and learn more about you. So thank you so much for your gift to our our listeners. I know that some of them will will really benefit from that. Um, I just want to talk to our listeners about next week's show. Um, we are going to be talking because this this whole topic of uncertainty and the trauma that society is going through. We're going to be talking to Dr. Nancy Wiley, author of Divine Trust, a practical guide to end suffering and find your way home. And Dr. Nancy will be giving the simple strategies she teaches that enable you to embrace your divine trust for greater peace gratitude and success and it's really about oh my god if if crap hits the fan how do you still trust how do you still have faith so we're looking forward to that as well but thank you so much eliana for joining us and um i just you know really powerful amazing work that you do thank you it really is thank you so much for being with us and uh and for the help you're going to give these people in your workshop too i'm sure that's going to be uh, an amazing experience. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And Tom, uh, if you would like to re- uh, get Dr. Art's uh, free tip of the week, then you can reach us at contact nrshow at gmail.com. If you'd like to learn about hypnosis with Dr. Art, his phone number is 941 685 9622. And if you would text him, please. And he will set up a chance for you to uh, learn about his work. Mm-hmm. And if you'd like to talk to me about coaching, you can reach me at info, I-N-F-O, at drchriswinsey.com. So thank you so much, everybody, for joining us. And we are thrilled to have had Eliana on our show. And remember, her book is Thrive Through uh, Uncertainty, Emerge Triumphant. Oh, there's, there's a book. good picture. Oh, awesome. Great. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, good luck we on like, your meeting. We like the butterflies. We, we picked yes. that. <laughs> I know. I, yeah, when I read your notes, I know I love it. Yeah, we're definitely <laughs> on the same page. Yes. I, think that, I think that means we're related in some way. <laughs> well, it, it was really uncanny because I, I describe things in that way as well, like in, with similar languaging. Yeah. Yes. yes. Really lovely to see. <laughs> Very good. Well, another Friday night uh, show. And thanks again for joining us and have a wonderful, wonderful weekend and following week. Bye, everybody. See you all next week. Thanks for joining us. If you've enjoyed this show, 
please consider being a supporter. You can find that on our show page. Tune in every Friday night at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern, and find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash new reality show for announcements of upcoming topics and exciting guest interviews. Bye for now.